Welcome back, everybody, to Average Joe Moviegoer. I am your host, Jake Humphreys, back from long hiatus. I'm back with my brother, Josh. Hey, how's it going, guys? And my brother from another mother, John Mossman. Hey, guys, happy to be back. Yes, thanks for coming back, guys. Appreciate it. Today, we are talking about the Snyder Cut of Justice League. It is finally here, fellas. Yeah. We finally made it. <laughs> oh, so awesome to be talking about this. Just So really, really right off the bat, Josh, I'll start with you. Did it meet your expectations? Yes. So I, I, I think it exceeded, I, I'm going to say it exceeded my expectations. But, but I, I say that the way I say it is because you know, all right. So we had a movie released, right? We had the Justice League, and it was lackluster. But I still enjoyed it, you know, because it's my superheroes, and I, I like it. And I'm like, okay, fun. But then you hear about the Snyder Cut, right? And you're like, what? Well, what did we miss out on? And then they they hinted little clips of like what's going on, you know, and Superman in the black suit and all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, I want that, you know. And then and then it happened, and you're like. I don't know what to expect, right? I had no idea what to expect. And they're like, it's going to be this four-hour thing split over a month. And you're like, what? How are you going to do that? And then they're like, no, we're just going to do it all at once. And and I just sat down and watched it and just enjoyed it thoroughly, like just absorbed it. It was like binge-watching a series of my favorite things. And I got to just sit there and, and enjoy this. So... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say exceeded my expectations, although I, I can't really say I put any expectations on it because I'd already, you know, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know how else to say it. But like I, I, I just wanted to sit there and just love the fact that it exists. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. I, um, I feel like it exceeded expectations, too, because my expectation, at least the lead up to it, when they were finally saying that they were going to come out with it. It was like, you know what? Even if it sucks, at least we got to see what it was supposed yes, to be. Yes, yeah. I'm right you know? with you there. Like, yes. And and so it was like, you know, I'm just excited that we we as fans really wanted this thing to come out to see what it's like. And it turns out that it's freaking awesome. Yeah, and how so, cool is that? I mean, sorry to kind of derail again, but like I, I do this all the time, right? But how how cool is it that the fans got got something out of a studio like right you know a lot of times when the fans want something like in the and the studio caters to the fans it's not good right like you know mm-hmm. it, we're we're doing fan service and so instead of actually giving you a good story they just did fan service cuz they wanted to and it's not good it's mediocre or whatever and in this one it's like you know what? We want excellence and we demand excellence. Give us the excellence that we know is there. And we got it. And you're like, whoa, they listened. They, they actually listened to us. Holy cow. And, and what are they, what, yeah. is, what has this ever happened that a movie that already exists gets re-released as like almost, I mean, essentially a completely different movie. And yeah, oh, I've never, sure. never yeah. heard of that in my entire 40 years. Yes, I'm 40 years old. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that makes me feel old. Thanks for that, uh, Josh or uh, John. What what were your feelings with it? Yeah, so I mean, it exceeded my expectations uh, by a lot, actually. Um, you know, I 
I wanted to see a good Justice League movie like my whole life, you know, like even watching old Batman movies, you know, with uh, Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer, even those Batman movies. I remember watching those and being like someday, like there's going to be a movie with with Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and, you know, the Flash all in the same movie. And then, you know, Marvel did their thing with the Avengers and, you know, that that was really good. But I've never really been a Marvel guy. Yeah. And so, you know, and then when when the Justice League was announced, you know, I was super excited. Um, and then, you know, like you said, we got what we got. And it was I remember coming out of the theater like just trying to convince myself that I liked it. And, I, that, you know, that's not what I wanted from a Justice League movie. Right? Right. I, I felt like yeah. I shouldn't have to go to a Justice League movie and then walk out of the theater trying to talk myself into being like, yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah, you're defending you it know? to yourself yeah. and you're like, yeah. like, why do I have to and do so, that? Yeah. yeah, so that was that was super depressing. And then, you know, release a Snyder Cut, um, started getting a lot of traction. And, you know, I... I really loved, and we talked about this, but I really loved Batman versus Superman. Yes. You know, I, I, I love yes. Ben Affleck as Batman and I feel like he got turned into a clown in the theatrical release. Yes. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, there were just so many things I, uh, I was excited for. Um, and then when it came out, like, honestly, like there were a couple of times that where I was just like sitting there watching it in tears because it was the <laughs> justice league movie that I wanted to see. Yes. You know, I was sitting there yeah. watching. And I was like, this is the movie that I wanted to see. You know, it's it's not it's you know, it's not a perfect movie. But like one of the things that I've been thinking about is like. I feel like because of the success of like the, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy and, and things like that, I feel like sometimes we forget that like comic books are kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like this movie was a comic book movie. Yeah, You know, it's like, like crazy end of the world stuff is happening and stuff like that happens in comic stories all the time. Yep. And so I, okay. I really, I, yeah, I mean, it blew my expectations away. I loved it. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely met and exceeded expectations. Yeah. So going off of that, you know, we're, we're fanboys, especially like John, like you said, you know, you've always wanted something like yeah. this. Um, but so I'll start with you, John. Is this movie only for fanboys, or do you feel like everyone could sit down and enjoy this movie? Um. So I think that it. I'll put it this way. I felt like Batman versus Superman was not a movie like that really clicked with a general audience. I feel like you had to be you know, somewhere on the spectrum of a DC fan to appreciate Batman versus Superman, because they, you know, they used like, they used a version of Batman that we, that isn't comfortable for, you know, an average person to go see, you know, the average person, I would say the average person wants to go see a Batman movie like Batman begins. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But that version of Batman and Zack Snyder's version of Superman aren't general audience versions of those characters. Um, so I, I would say that it probably is a little bit more, uh, you know, on, on a spectrum, it's probably a little bit further down the line toward being like a movie for 
people who are already interested in those those characters and are invested in the vision that Zack Snyder had. But my wife watched it and she really, really liked it. So, you know, if, if you wow. yeah, if you sit down and you, you know, <laughs> you, you maybe take your time with it. If if you're if you're not like a fanboy, maybe watch, you know, two two parts at a time. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I think it is. I think it's it's set up to be viewed by people of the general audience. Um, if it were just a one four hour movie and there weren't breaks, maybe not. But since it is kind of segmented and you can go, okay, part one, part two, done. Let's take a break. Tomorrow, watch part three, part four. You know, I, I think that helps the general audience. Yeah, watch it like a yeah, mini exactly. series. Yeah, uh, Josh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so. What? I'm a I'm a fanboy, but I'll say mediocre fanboy. Like I never read a comic until I don't know what John. When was that that I asked you about a comic? <laughs> like a, a yeah. month ago? Well, like I, I, no, yeah, actually, well, I, I think I, I read it over Christmas one time with you, John. Right? That was that yeah, was the, I was gonna say that's the first one time, time at Christmas, and like in like seriously, it was like twenty. 14 or something yeah and that's the first it was like seven years ago you asked me to bring some graphic novels for christmas and i brought i think i brought i can't remember what i brought i think that's the family and like quarter bowels or something so some some batman comics and like yeah and and i absolutely loved them and i always you know i'll go to like barnes and noble and i'll go in and i'll like look at some of them like man that's cool you know and and i'll go and i'll read about what happens and stuff and you know but i but i never sat down and just read a comic and i'm like i i and so but I, I love Batman and I love Superman and I love the Flash and Aquaman. Like Aquaman was my was my uh, favorite superhero for years and years just because I had an Aquaman toy when I was a kid and I thought he was super cool. And then like I had Never no idea. That. Yeah, well, and I couldn't tell you what his <laughs> powers quick. were. I just knew he thanks breathed to, thanks to yeah, thanks to Zack Snyder, Aquaman is cool again. Yes, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I feel like and, Aquaman. And Wonder Aquaman's Woman. always wait for it. Going against the current. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for that one, weren't you? You, you probably had that written down, John. <laughs> yeah, it's, that was a little smudged. I wrote it on my hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, and then and then like I got good at tracking, so I liked the Flash. But right, the only thing I knew about these guys was Aquaman could breathe underwater, and uh, and the Flash was super fast. Like, but I knew nothing else. Like, it just. It never and, and my dad always liked Batman, so Batman was like a staple in the house, and then Superman. Everybody just knows Superman, so it was like, you know, yep. and and I was around when the death of Superman happened, and that was kind of a big deal, even for non fanboys, because you're like, they killed off Superman. How do you do that? And like everybody talked about it, and it was like it was it was intriguing. And so, as this fair weather fanboy, right? Like I, I grew up with them, but don't know. I couldn't tell you details about them. I absolutely loved it, right? Like I I loved the character development and how you were able to like grasp who these characters were. Like so we got to see Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne and and Batman in uh Batman vs Superman, but when we get to see him here, he he's changed, right? Like that was a there was a pivotal moment that happens in Batman vs Superman. He's this like throughout the whole movie he's this angry you know, he's so tired of everything that has happened that he's basically given up on the hope of humanity as a whole, but he still feels like he needs to 
you do something about it. And so he, he does. And to an extreme level, like he's like, I'm going to, I'm so tired of you criminals. I'm branding you. So you die in prison because that way I, I'm like, you know what? I mean, and then, and then he's Superman goes and destroys an entire city. And he's like, we can't have this. I'm so tired of this. I'm going to kill Superman. And then like at the end, he realizes there is a hope for humanity. I mean, even an alien is more human than I am at this point. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, and so now we can right. see Bruce Wayne come back to humanity. Right. And he's like, I got to save the world because Superman's not here anymore. Who else is going to do it? I have to do it. I've got to unite these guys in case something else happens. And yeah. So real, real quick, sorry to interrupt. No, no, you. do it. I, I, I wanted, before I forget, I feel like at, at the very beginning of when they, when they're showing like the end of Batman versus Superman, where Superman gets killed, I feel like Ben Affleck does such a good job with that little scene yes. where they show Batman and yes. just like, mm-hmm. just the, he, he, you can see like the weight of what? the moment, like in his face and in his eyes where he's like, crap. And what an incredible like, tone that set for the movie yeah. to yeah. start it there. Right. Cause right. the other justice league didn't start there. It started. Yeah. I, I really liked the, the, the way the other one started as well. It has a great song and it kind of shows humanity's like kind of, given up on on you know they've lost a god right their hero the their savior in a way and so they're kind of all depressed and sad and stuff and i, I kind of like that too but this one was like we're setting a tone superman is dead and this is literally how it's affecting the world like there is a there's there's been a call literally seeing a sound wave go across the world and everybody knows something dramatic and devastating has happened and what are you going to do about it? And you, that tone just follows the entire movie. It's it's it starts there. You it's slow motion. And you, you're looking at him dying, and, and you're like, oh, this is this is rough. <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah, but yeah. So so in answer to your question, yeah. Jake, like I loved the character development. So even not knowing, you know, I I, I probably know more than the average guy, but I, I'm not as as knowledgeable as others i i loved how it it set this and i knew these people right i knew these characters i knew what they're going through and i got to learn about uh about them a little bit more on a on a different level yeah i i I feel like it just like it injects the heart back into the characters you know i feel like with the theatrical release like i said they turned batman into a joke yep and then none nobody had any heart in that movie yep like yep. you know they're like right. the flash was just there to comic relief to, yeah just he was just there comic to crack relief. wise That's all and he was. who knows what cyborg was doing there and yeah. wonder woman was just like <laughs> yeah. a cardboard cut you know it was just well, well I just, Cy- yeah. cyborg was re- cyborg very was generic robot. wonder woman was the token female character and you got your right. your com- uh you know your comic relief with the flash and then uh, Batman, they yeah. like how do you, they didn't take him seriously, like compared to the other movie. It, it was they they took him out of character and and too far out of character that it didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. way too far. Yeah, yeah. When he like gets thrown by Superman and he's like, "That's gonna hurt tomorrow." Yeah. I don't even remember what he says, but I was like, well, I "What a the joke part that <laughs> in the theatrical in the, yeah. that was, in the theatrical that part hurt. that got me really upset was where um like it, it took me out of the movie." Is there's a scene where they're fighting Steppenwolf in like that, um, the underground, like, yeah, in the silo silo. thing. And he like makes this smile at this one part. And I'm like, that's not even real. uh, Like, oh, it got me mad. 
but I hated that so much. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. But, but even like the yeah. character development with flash in this one, like in the, in the Snyder cut is, is amazing. Like, so he is kind of this funny kid, right? And he's almost like a, he's almost the comic relief, but to the point where he, it's endearing, like you, you feel for him. Mm-hmm. Like he wants to be a part of something because he's, What's what's Flash's biggest fear? I've I've heard this before. Flash's biggest fear is is being alone, right? Because no one can like eventually he's gonna run so fast that no one can keep up, essentially, like metaphorically speaking. And yeah, he's he has these incredible, incredible powers to the point that he can change time. And how how much pressure must that be to be on this this you know young kid and now he there's other people like him and i put that in air quotes because he you know they they all have powers now right and that's kind of cool and so now he you get to see this kid grow up and have and have role models yeah yeah right yeah um every character in this movie is so much better this time around um and i feel like um well, especially Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was the one that I noticed the biggest, maybe not noticed, but thinking back to, so I, I haven't asked y'all's feelings, but how did you feel about Wonder Woman 84? Uh, it was, it was, it, you talk about going in with expectations. It did not live up to my expectations. I yeah. I, I wanted it to be so yeah. much better. I mean, I love Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I thought the, yep. and I love Kristen Wiig. I think she's great. And then, you yeah. know, Wonder Woman, the first yep. movie was, was great. It was so much fun to watch and I loved Fantastic. it and it was emotional and it pulled up. And this one was like, they tried, they tried too hard to be, um, to make it like a, uh, a substantial movie without any substance. Yeah. And yeah, but I, 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 I wanted to like it. And of course I love Gal Gadot, I think she's fantastic, and and Pedro Pascal, I love them. So and Chris Klein, it was great to see him again, but it's you know it yeah. just felt empty in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so after seeing that, you know, Wonder Woman's kind of on the downhill. Like she wasn't very <laughs> cool in '84, but then watching this, right back to being the most bad a yeah 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 she's she's like Like, the tank of the justice league yeah dude like when superman's not there like she carries the weight yeah and she's great at it she's freaking awesome i love it she was she is awesome and she's i mean what a what a great person to have next to batman right the batman that's turning the corner and now you have this this epitome of good in wonder woman right i mean she's she's just a good but but super strong, not just physically, but yeah. mentally and and everything. Woman and how awesome! Yeah. So um, going back to char- character development, I feel like if this movie was not the four hour length that we got, um, I feel like we wouldn't have gotten all these great character moments. So is the runtime of four hours bothersome in any way? Did you feel it as you were watching it? Or was it just like, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy 
and I don't even realize that time is passing. Yeah, so I I definitely didn't didn't feel it at all. I've watched it a couple times, and I've never felt like, oh my gosh, this is so long. Um, I don't know if you're going to bring this up uh, later, but there is a lot of slow motion, and uh, yes. you know, I, I feel like I feel like some I feel like the slow motion was overdone. But I but you know, going back to the point of the question, okay. Uh, I, I, like I said, I watched it several times already and I've, I never felt like it was long and I never felt like, Oh, this part is dragging and I can't wait for the next part. You know, when this part's over. So I thought it was, I thought it was justified, right. but you know, I do think it could have probably been cut down, um, by not, yeah, not having Without so much. I feel like the, the slow motion should have been used to showcase the flash's speed. Yeah. And it, then that's mm. where it should have been left yeah. in my opinion. I can feel that it, it the uh, slow motion never really bothered me, but I could see, yeah, easily see how yeah. it bothers. It do, yeah, like, it, it it doesn't it it's doesn't not, bother me. It's not the best but thing. I, but just looking at nitpicking yeah. and critiquing, uh, you know, if you if you cut down some yeah. of the unnecessary slow motion scenes, like you could probably cut the movie down. You know, like I said, maybe I don't know, maybe thirty minutes. I was gonna say thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder loves the slow motion. Yeah. And sometimes he sometimes yes, he, he uses does. it to great effect. Yeah, but sometimes it's it's yes. a little overdone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, as far as the four hours for me goes, like, I mean, how many times have you just sat down and watched a Netflix show, like a TV show, and just gone one episode, two episodes, three episodes, four episodes, five, right. and you're like, and you're just you're just sitting there watching yeah. it, and you're like, oh, five hours. Yeah. Tiger King, yeah, in one exactly. Set, <laughs> or like, here. or like Stranger Things, it comes out and you watch as much as you possibly yeah. can in yep. a day, or just an extended one of the extended cuts of Lord of the Rings. Yes, exactly. Yes, and those yeah. are three and a half hours or something. I, yeah, I watched. I watched all. They're yep. twelve hours. They're four. Total when you watch, it's like twelve hours Jeez. and some odd yeah, minutes. So four hours. And and I watched them all on Christmas Day one time. I just put them on and I just watched them all. And then I watched nice. the bonus features <laughs> afterward and like on a lot of them. Nice. So, nice. I mean, the four hours to me was, was not bad. Now, if I was in a theater, it might've been a little different because you're just, you know, like I didn't, I didn't get up. I didn't find myself getting up or anything like that. But I, I think you notice sometimes in, in, uh, in theater, you can notice the time a little bit longer. I don't, I, a little bit easier. I don't know. Um, but I was yeah. at home and I kind of set aside some time and I, I, my stepson wanted to watch it with me. So he sat down with me and we watched the entire thing and he had some questions and I'd answer the questions for him. And we just, we watched the entire thing without pausing or anything. And I was like, Oh, and it's over. And I was like, Oh, we did it. You know, it was like, I thought this was going to be like a marathon yeah. thing, but it was no problem. I mean, the movie flows well and it gives you the parts and the breakdowns and all this. And you're like, you're excited to see what happens next. It keeps you going. So I, I think that it, it's okay. Yes. Now you, you did mention the, the slow motion. Honestly, I didn't even notice, but until you said it, yeah. now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. There were some really, really yeah. uh, long slow motion. Parts. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I think like right. at, at one time, Lois Lane like puts down a cup of coffee and it's slow motion. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I started. So on, on one of the, yeah, one of the times epic, when I watched yeah. it, a buddy of mine had mentioned there was a lot of slow, cause I didn't, I didn't really notice it. Um, buddy of mine mentioned there's a lot of slow motion. So I kind of like picked up on it and there were a couple of times I was like, ah, okay, you probably don't need slow motion for someone to put a cup down on a table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that actually. I think someone made a, a TikTok or something about that. So, um, I feel the same way. Like 
I was like Josh, you said I was excited for each part. Like I feel like he ended each part really well because it made you want to watch the next part and you didn't want to take a break really because it was like, well, well that's how I was when the epilogue happened you know? too. I was like, there's an epilogue. And I was like, oh my oh! Gosh. and then you see what's happening. You're like, Oh, this is what, why do we not get this part anymore? <laughs> I want this. And oh, I, I know so, I was literally jumping up and down and, and I was just, I was so excited. I was like, I need more of this. Like, look at, look at who's there. You I know. Deathstroke and you got the Joker and you've got, you got, oh. Hey, oh, I was like, no, oh, what a crew right there. That was so cool. That was so awesome. So let's our, <laughs> let's just jump into that part and we'll talk about the other stuff. But what do we end so it too and just be like, I'm see... so excited. I'm like, I could watch it again just for that. Just for the epilogue. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, I was waiting the whole movie to see freaking Joker because they showed you in the trailer it was going to happen, right? And so I was like, the movie's almost over and he's still not there. Are they just are they just showing this nightmare scene in the trailer to make me think that it's there (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're not actually going to show it? You know, like I was freaking out. And then that scene came on and it was it's probably my favorite scene in the movie is the nightmare vision. So let's go ahead and jump to that part. So Nightmare Vision. Well, earlier in the movie, we see uh, Cyborg has a Nightmare Vision, actually, where he sees what happens if they activate the Mother Box to uh, revive Superman. And it's pretty dark. Um, And then we see Batman's Nightmare Vision again. And he's there with Deathstroke, Mira, Flash cyborg and the joker so let's talk about jared leto's joker did he redeem himself john I'll start uh, with you. i i think he did um i was never a huge fan of him as the joker um i thought he got uh <laughs> got dealt kind of a bad hand with suicide squad you know with all the rumors that a lot of his stuff was cut and you know it kind of made his character not make a whole lot of sense um, so I think, you know, again, since I, I, I like comic books or I like DC comics a lot. And so I understand that there are different, you know, versions and interpretations of these characters. Um, so I have to sort of like look at it through the lens of what he's going for and sort of Zach's vision for the Joker and even David Ayer's vision for the character. Um, so just looking at it mm-hmm. like that, I do think that this version of the Joker was redeemed uh, with that scene for me. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, so I, I agree. Like, I mean, redeemed is kind of a hard word for me on this one because I feel like there was a hint at Jared letters, Leto's Joker that could have been something great. Right. And suicide squad, like I, I wanted more of him, but I wanted more of, just maybe a little bit different him. I don't know. It was like, he was kind of, he was kind of this gangster guy. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it didn't, it didn't fit the persona, but I kind of liked it, yeah. but I wanted to see more of him to be able to be like this. Let me put it this way. The Zack Snyder Joker was the one yeah. I wanted to see more of in suicide. <laughs> yeah. Squad. So, yeah, so the, the thing that, the thing that sort of yes. leaves me hanging with the suicide squad Joker is that anytime you, 
at least for me, I know I'm making a general statement, but for me, anytime I see the Joker, you, I have to think like, okay, how does this Joker stack up against the equivalent Batman for that version of the Joker? Yes. And if you look, you know, you, you go down the line yeah. and they all, in my opinion, they all match up, Yep. you know, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger, like those two, those two characters, like you can see them clashing. You can see it being epic. You know, the different interpretations of the Joker, you can you can imagine Batman and Joker going head to head and it being epic. So when I saw Suicide Squad, I'm comparing that Joker to Ben Affleck as Batman. And I'm like, Ben Affleck as Batman is going to just destroy, destroy this him. guy. Yes. There's no it's just it's just there's it's yeah. no yeah. contest. <laughs> I just can't I can't imagine yeah. that version of the Joker going up against Ben Affleck as batman right it just didn't it didn't like the 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 equate the two sides of the equation didn't weren't equal it's unbalanced yeah very very unbalanced and and, yeah. and well you know and then in between this you have well king phoenix's joker and kind of that origin and that yeah. was fantastic mm-hmm. like that slow burn into madness right and you're like whoa that was so good and you're like that one could have teamed you know that one could have gone up against uh you know give him give him maybe seven eight more years of this insanity he could definitely go up against ben affleck's batman like that would have been a good matchup and then you're like well you know let's look at this Zack snyder joker and it was like first off i'm i'm just looking at the way he looks right this long hair beat up he's got yeah. Yeah. bulletproof vest with all the sheriff badges hooked to him yeah. i was like he's he's funny but you're like where did mm-hmm. he get all those sheriff badges yeah. you know what he did and exactly. you're like oh man like this guy is exactly. Oh, he's violent and you're, you're just creepy and and uh, yeah. I I was like this. It, it, it were, there were there were parts of it that sort of reminded me of Scott Snyder and how he writes the Joker in like the the run yeah. of Batman that he and Greg Capullo did. It you know there are there are I think there are bits and pieces of that Joker that I could see in the nightmare version of Joker that we got in Zack Snyder's justice league. That's, that's so cool to see. I love yeah. that kind of when they can interpret that and, and, you know, get, yeah. they give you those hints and you're like, Ooh, I like this. Cause you, you, you get, yeah. you get the character deeper. Yeah. Well, and so speaking to the performance, I, I think the conversation's awesome. He refers uh, back to killing Robin which, you know, I would love to see that story play yes. out in live action form. <clears throat> yep, I think it'd be really awesome. And you can see it really getting under Batman's skin. And then Batman yeah. gives it right back to him. You know, you can see the you can see them going at it and you can see how it's working. But speaking of the like super creepiness after Batman talks about, you know, Harley Quinn and how he promises to slowly mm-hmm. kill him. Um Jared Leto's face, the Joker's face, like the weird, awkward smile. And he just like stands there for like yeah. a solid 15 yeah. seconds before he says anything. And it was yeah. like, this is freaking terrifying. Man. <laughs> like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Um, but I loved, I loved that part. And I loved, I thought he did a great job. Like, Redeem, yeah, it's hard to say because we really only saw him for like five mm-hmm. minutes in Suicide Squad. And so we don't know his full potential, but I feel like he he showed off what he could in the probably three yeah. minutes that he's in the Justice League, and it was really yeah. awesome. I thought he did a great job. 
So, um, okay. So talking more about this movie and we're going to revisit the nightmare vision. I feel like we just have to, um, but who was the best superhero in this movie? Who was the coolest? Mm. That's well, I, I, I might be playing favorites here, but you know, I, 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 I love I love Batman, but what I have to say in this movie compared to the theatrical release, I think Superman was better overall, right? Like, yeah, I mean, we, Superman was awesome. I just I loved liking Superman again, right? Like in in the in the theatrical version, I felt yes. like I didn't really care about Superman. Like, yeah, they brought him back, and you know, you had to get the big guns or whatever, and he had to he had to fight him. But in this one, it was like there was there was more to him coming back and you got to see him i loved when he walked down his little hallway with the uh, different suits and things and you're like this is cool yes. like he's he's yeah. you know there's more build up to who he wanted to be when he's going to reappear right well and you have his dad's yes. you have his dad's talking yes. to him you know like and then he comes back very and he cool. is not this this like in in Justice League, right, he goes in the theatrical version, he goes around and he helps Flash save people. And you're like, cool. Yeah, that's fun. But you're the guy that they chose to go beat up Steppenwolf. Go freaking <laughs> beat him up. You don't do anything. And then you go separate the boxes. You're like, what? All right, come on. And then this one, he fights him and he's fighting him. Like, he be- he's, he's like, he I'm here beats now, the guys. Crap like, yes! out of him. And he's like, boom. Rah! You're like, I was just sitting there going, finally, yes. It was like, all right, I have to reference Transformers. The very first Transformers, I was really mad. Everybody loved it, but Optimus Prime was on his back the entire fight at the end, and I was so mad about it. And I was like, oh, come on. And this one, it was like, yes. Superman was not on his back. Superman was there, and he beat the crap out of him. And it was awesome to watch him fight. And what? he had to do other things, right? He <laughs> yeah. had to go and help the cyborgs separate the boxes still because he's Superman, right? He has to do this. And so I was like, that was yeah. so cool. But and then I mean I love Batman and Batman was just better in this movie and then Wonder Woman was just so hardcore and awesome and just she it's hard to say and then the Flash just had such a he saves the world right like how how cool is that and I just love yeah. him. it's you look at him from the very beginning he's like what do I do you know what what do I do and he's asking him what do, what do you do and they're like well you know we're, we'll help you out we'll tell you what to do and he's like what's the plan and and then at the end he's like. I have, I know what I have to do. And he has, he goes through so much to save them all. And it was, it was really cool to see his progression there. And, and, and I liked that. And, and cyborg was better. Everyone was just better than the theatrical release. And I liked them all 10 times better than I did in the theatrical release, which was such a relief to me to be able to say that, like, I'm, I'm glad. So to say which one was my favorite is really hard. Cause I was so proud of them all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Amen, I feel like it, everybody got to be a hero, yes. uh, which is what you want to see. You know, when you, when you watch a movie yes. like this, you want to see, you know, people being heroes and it would be, you know, yeah, it would be easy Everyone for me to say moment. Batman, you know, because I love Batman and he got his, you know, heroic, his arc back to heroism and, and he's just Batman's just so awesome. Yeah. But I like, I loved. <laughs> I mean, since Cyborg was great, they're all great. So I, I love this Cyborg story, and I love that we got to know him a little bit better, and we got to see you know his relationship with his his mom and his dad, and 
Um, you know, yeah. I, I thought that was that was really great. But I, you know, I think the the one that kind of stole it for me was probably the Flash. Um, just because, yeah, just because he, you he know, awesome. in the theatrical cut, he was just he was relegated to just like saving people and not really being involved, and like he pick people up and run them, yeah. run them away, you know? And so it, it was nice to see him, you know, do something genuinely heroic and, and yeah. save everybody, you yep. know, and, and tap into the pinnacle of his power and literally save everyone. Yeah. While he's um, injured and, you know, it's like, right. you're seeing yeah. this kid that has never, it looks like he's almost never completed anything in his life. Right. Yeah. He's always jumping yeah. from one thing to the next. That's what he tells his right. dad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got another job. I'm doing this. And it's not never a career. And, you know, yeah, yeah, he's pursuing criminal justice, but how long has he been doing that? You know, and all this stuff. So you're kind of like, you, you get this feeling that he's just right. never, never progressed to like completion. And then he's now, he's at a point where he could literally give up, right? There's a bunch of superheroes that are, quote unquote better than him they've been more experienced there i mean there's basically two gods there fighting like superman and right. wonder woman are essentially gods fighting and and he's he's just this yeah. teenage kid i mean he's probably in his 20s but he's just this young kid that now he's been shot and he doesn't really need to do much they can get this right like i can i can pawn this off you got this but no he pushes through because he realizes if if he doesn't He's critical now. When, yeah. when has he ever been critical in his life? Yeah. Right. Well, that was another great part about the movie as a whole, like we, we kind of talked about. They were all yes. important yep. in one way or another. Like, you couldn't have completed... You couldn't have beaten Steppenwolf and Darkseid yep. without each and every one of them. Yep. You know, so that was really cool to see. Uh, I would have to say my favorite... Flash was probably one mm-hmm. B, I would say, because I really I loved his progression, and we're going to talk about our favorite moments and scenes, and he probably has my favorite one. Um, but <laughs> freaking Wonder Woman, man, because yeah, I was so disappointed with eighty four, and <laughs> she was just such a yeah. bad A in this movie again that it was like, oh, you restored yep. my faith in Wonder Woman, and she was just freaking awesome like okay this we're, we're just gonna jump into best moments parts um the yeah. part where she fights steppenwolf one-on-one in the silo when she like crashes into him and then her theme music starts and all the parody i've killed gods up before and she's cutting them down <laughs> yes. and yeah and they're like they're like shooting at her and she's blocking them and then she just gives that slight little head fade where the shot just misses her yep. and you're like, Oh, that is so freaking awesome. And then, you know, he's, he's like trying to get under her skin mm-hmm. and she's like, I bow yeah. to no one. And she just like goes at him and it's just like, this is, yeah. you're, you're so, she's so stalwart awesome. and just strong so, and awesome. Yeah. Like she knows what she needs to do. She's been around a while, right? She knows what she needs to do. She's done it before. Yeah. And, you know, but she realizes quickly this isn't the same run-in that she's had. With this is this is a little different, and it's uh, it, it's a little bit more challenging. And she's up to that challenge. She doesn't ever back down. Like she never, she never yeah. backs down from any of these fights. And I love that about her. Like she's just like we've got to keep trying. We've got to keep trying. And she's and she's smart about it. She's not just like reckless. It, it's she's a she's awesome. I agree. Yeah. I, I loved her. And then my other favorite moment 
our favorite part is we've kind of alluded to it, but when, yeah. so they actually lose, you know, they, they can't separate the boxes and the portal opens and they're all like, it basically yeah. shows that they just are disintegrated. Right. And the flash is out there and that's when he has his heroic moment where he literally turns back time. And just that whole scene was awesome where he's, you know, talking to his dad. I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's just like, remember that I'm one of the good ones or something like that. And just the effects all in all where everything's coming back together. And then, like I said, they're disintegrated and we see their bodies coming back together. And I was just like, man, that is freaking awesome. And you are freaking awesome. It just, it reminded me, I, I kind of said it when I saw the trailer for it, like when they show the explosion and he puts his hand up to oh, like yeah. stop it kind of thing. It it reminded me so much. I've only, I haven't read the comic, but I watched the Flashpoint movie. And it reminds me of that when the world's basically ending and he's like trying to, he's injured and he's trying yeah, to run yeah. to turn back the time so that it doesn't end. And so I was just like, man, that is so... That is so cool. So that was probably my yep. favorite part for sure. Yep. I found myself when Batman does his like assault on Steppenwolf's for- fortress, like in the flying Fox and then in the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just, he's taking down all the parademons in the Batmobile yeah. and he's crashing the Batmobile and parademons. And he, you know, does the, the grappling hook up there and he's like shooting people and he's just, he's just like all over the place. I like, I like found myself like sitting there just going, you know, like it was just like, it was so cool to just sit there and just like watch Batman be Batman, you know? And, and so like that, that whole, that whole scene gets me, got me excited when he, you know, he assaulted the, the fortress and then I had one other one. But well, you know, you, you know, what's cool about that, too, I mean, just the whole like he was willing to sacrifice himself to give yeah. them an opening. And as we as we've heard, you know, Zack Snyder's um, kind of idea for his trilogy here, like that was yeah. that was going to happen. So it was a foreshadowing to Batman sacrificing himself to save the world, the universe, essentially, in, yeah. in uh, the trilogy. And I was like, uh, knowing that made that right. scene even so much cooler. And then the, the the Justice League wasn't willing to let him sacrifice himself. They're like, nope, we're here. <laughs> we're not good. Right. Yeah, yeah. You you told us to do this, but guess what? We're not leaving you because yeah. we're nice a team. Try, dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> but that was cool. yeah. So the other one, I thought of the other one. So the other one is is they had it in the theatrical uh, release as well. But I still just think it's 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 like so funny and so cool is when they're trying to restrain Superman and the flash realizes yes. that Superman's as fast as he is yeah, that's, with the side eye. That's I just think that, I just think that <laughs> yeah. that's so great. Like the look on his face when he sees Superman, like look over at him is uh, it's just yes. so, it's just so good. Cause I mean, He's never scared. in his wildest dreams, yeah, never in his wildest dreams did he think that there'd be anybody as fast as him. And here he is, you know, about to go toe to toe with Superman and, come to find out superman is as fast as he is yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. that part was pretty yeah, great that was one of and my was great favorite parts and then in the good. whole yeah. the whole um interaction with batman and the flash like i i loved that when he's there and in the place yeah. and you're like and he throws the the battering at him and he's like 
He's like, I'm putting together teams. Like, I'm in. He's like, what? He's like, I, I don't have a lot of friends. He's like, oh, he's like, my, I just thought, my favorite. Go ahead. Sorry. He's like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. You know, that, that whole sequence was in the theatrical version, but it was just cool. And he's eating the entire pizza. And you're like, wow, this, yeah, yeah. it was pretty. I just like what I tend to like about the movies. Um, uh, my favorite parts are not always like the big action sequences and things like that. Cause those are cool. But every movie has those like epic moments. You know, there's mm-hmm. some that just blow you away. And, and those are, those are cool. And you expect those in these kind of movies, like the fact that they lost and then he turns back time and that that's cool. But I love like the just character development moments. Like I love when Wonder Woman and Bruce Wayne touch hands and they're kind of like awkward about it. They're like, Oh uh, yeah. You know, I love that kind of stuff. And like, those are the moments that I love. Cause <laughs> yeah. it's like, now you can relate to these characters. Cause we've all had that kind of moment, you know? Sorry, John, right. I cut you off. What were you going to say? No, yeah. no, I was going to cut you off. But <laughs> the uh, the Amazons were so much cooler oh, in, yes. this, in this one. Yes. Like the part where it's like, yes. daughters of Them- the daughters of Themyscira, show him your fear. Then they say, we have no fear. Yes. I was just like, oh, holy crap. No- what a way to start <laughs> yeah. a movie, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Oh. So the, the, yeah, the Amazons were that was just, so cool. they, they I were love- just so much so much cooler and well you know and one i was thinking about this and we haven't talked a lot about him but aquaman like he hasn't had he didn't have a lot of changes in the theater in from the theatrical version um looking back at it there was some but i i really like i really liked aquaman just i liked him in the theatrical version and i liked him in this i thought he was great um and there was that one scene where um he's uh uh, like there's an extended version where he's talking with Bruce Wayne and that was really cool. I really liked that. But also when he, at the end, when he's like, yeah, I gotta go talk to my father and all this, it was, it was cool. I, I like how they, you know, it, yeah. they, they built all that up and, and Aquaman is just the fact that he comes in and be, decides to be the hero. You know, he's this, he, yeah. he's a, he's an undercover hero, yeah. right? Like he goes and helps this village <laughs> out kind of thing, but He's really just like, I'm just going to get drunk and have a place to hang out where people like me and nobody knows about these guys. It's, it's a cool little thing I got. But he realizes I could have this on a grander scale and actually, you know, be a, a good guy. <laughs> and he does it. And you're like, that's that's just cool. Way to go. Oh, yeah. man. Come yeah. But my favorite part yeah. was the epilogue. Like that last little bit. Yeah. just sealed the movie on such a high note and just made me want more. And I loved, I just loved it. Like you got to see, like, what have these guys been through? You know, Flash's armor looks awesome. You got Mer- you got marrow. So what happened to Aquaman? Yeah. You know, where's, what's going on? You know, you know, something is wrong. They're hiding and, and just, you know, you, you know, from the nightmare sequence that Superman's bad. Well, what, what happened there? You know, you're just, and then now Joker's there, and you're like, "What the heck?" And Deathstroke's got this mohawk, and you're like, "Wow, like, yeah, what, what? I want to know. Give me this." <laughs> like, ah. it was that was just so cool to me. I, I loved getting to see that stuff, like the the unknown evolution of them. Yeah, yeah. The epilogue was awesome. I I love. I agree with you. It gave like <laughs> I just want. I mean, hashtag right. restore the cyberverse, man. Like, <laughs> just do it. Let's have yeah. Ben Affleck solo Batman movie with Deathstroke because everyone wants to see that. And they built it up. They built up everything. It would just be so awesome yeah. if they would do it. 
I really hope they do. Um, so we haven't really talked much about this guy, but Steppenwolf, theatrical vi- version. Uh, he's, he's a tool. Just a, he's a tool. Really nothing. Yeah. yeah, he like he's just cookie cutter villain. Like wants to see the world. Like he just he just I don't know. He has no real purpose right. to him. Um, and yes. I really liked him in this. Uh, I mean, his attack with on the Amazons, like we were talking about the Amazons, that whole yeah. sequence is so freaking cool. And, um, he was really awesome. He set the tone really well. So, uh, he talks a little bit about his background. Um, so John, I'll have you kind of give his background and why this makes him a better, much better <laughs> villain than he was in the theater. Yeah. So, release. uh, Steppenwolf is actually dark side's uncle. Yeah. Um so that's how that's how yeah, so that's how the two they are related. That. And if I'm remembering correctly, I believe that um Steppenwolf turned against Darkseid or yeah, they... did he he did something to betray Darkseid back when Darkseid was hadn't taken on the mantle of Darkseid and he was kind of vying for the throne of Apocalypse. Mhm. And Steppenwolf uh, mm-hmm. kind of went rogue on him and then tried to turn back kind of in the 11th hour and sort of did turn back and, and ended up kind of double crossing the, the group that was opposing Darkseid that he had tried to initially help. And so that's, that's kind of where he got into trouble with Darkseid is that he, he betrayed him and then, you know, kind of realized that he was wrong and then, you know, I guess in quotes before it was too late, uh, you know, sided with dark side and helped him fight off these, these, uh, potential usurpers of the throne of apocalypse, but dark side didn't mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that Steppenwolf, yeah. uh, helped them out in the first <laughs> place. And so that's why Steppenwolf is trying to repay this debt yeah. uh, to dark side is because of his betrayal. Yeah. They, they hinted at that, but you never got the yeah. story. You just know that he failed him yeah. somehow, and now he's trying to re- regain that trust or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's uh, he has to conquer yeah. like fifty thousand yeah. worlds or something like that. Um, which brings us to the next thing. So, at least I didn't catch it, um, and y'all may know better, John. You probably know the best as well. So Steppenwolf discovers, well, I guess originally when they do the history lesson, like uh, Wonder Woman talks about how Darkseid came before that he found the anti-life equation. Um, And then Steppenwolf rediscovers that it's there. So what is the anti-life? So yeah, anti-life is essentially a means to um, gain absolute control over somebody's like will and their humanity to control them with, you know, absolute power. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why in the comics anyway, and I think this is sort of interpreted by um, Zack Snyder as having, you know, the part of the anti-life equation is like embedded in the crust of earth mm-hmm. um, in the comics. Typically mm-hmm. dark side is so interested in, earthlings and taking over earth because he feels that there is something within like the genetic makeup of human beings 
um, that he can reverse and control their humanity. Um, and so that's sort of what his, his dark side's motive is in the comics. And then, like I said, in Zack Snyder's justice league, we see that part of this anti-life equation or the means to absolutely control anybody um, is sort of with embedded within the crust of this planet. And so that's, that's kind of what, what brings the forces of, of apocalypse to earth is trying to trying to obtain this this power Absolutely. that can essentially you know instantly control whoever dark side wants to control gotcha yeah so uh here is my question to both of you um and is this a plot hole or is there something that i'm missing how does dark side forget where the mother boxes are and where the anti-life equation is because steppenwolf talks about how it's here it's on earth and it's like well wouldn't he i feel like he would know that it's the only planet (laughs) that beat him that's it's um but i don't know maybe maybe there's something in between the lines yeah it's it's, i mean it's a good question uh you know I, i feel like if you know you 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 drop these three mother boxes on a planet. You'd probably want to remember where that planet is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's yeah. possible that maybe there's something that I missed in the in Wonder Woman's monologue where she's talking about all that. You know, but to me, that that sort of felt a little plot hole ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering if if that was yeah. just me or you know whatnot, and maybe it's just because he yeah, takes be. over so many worlds that it was like you know I've moved on from that when they beat me, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be it um, could be just kind but, of like you said within the scale of everything. If you know, who knows how many worlds dark or not dark side? Who knows how many worlds Steppenwolf has already taken in the name of Dark Side, and he's still in debt fifty thousand. So, I mean, if there, if there are that many worlds and I would imagine yeah. that, you know, possibly they're traveling between multiverses, you know, there, you know, it could be implied that yeah. just because of the grand scale of everything that, you know, it's just one teeny tiny planet in this vast universe and multiple universes that, you know, well, also the, the thing I was thinking that the kind of yeah. impression I got, and maybe I just justified it to myself, but I, I was under the impression that he thought they were destroyed that the, because oh, that be. they, they were silent, right? Like oh. they hadn't called out, they've been gone and, you know, dark sides injured and pulled away and, and the, yeah. the wizards are destroyed. And, and I thought that dark side assumed they were destroyed um, or that something like that. But, uh, and like I said, I, yeah, I could have just justified it to myself and be like, yeah, that's why you never, <laughs> but then when, yeah. when Lex Luthor wakes them up, you know, and, and they yeah. all, start calling out you're like "Uh oh (laughs) like they're coming so yeah yeah and it very well could have been that you know because he does see that they're uh lifeless i guess you know so maybe he just assumed that it was destroyed and you know so it very well could be you know and maybe we would get that clarification (laughs) they would restore the hashtag Uh, hashtag awesome (laughs) hashtag yeah (laughs) right (laughs) Right. So uh, let's talk about this as if it is going to be restored. Okay. So um, going back to 
So I talked about how Cyborg has a nightboard has a nightboard. Hashtag nightboard has a nightmare vision. Yeah. <laughs> he has a nightmare vision, and so does Batman. So, uh, Josh, what are so when night when uh, man? I can't even speak now. I'm just interchanging Borg and night and whatever. When Cyborg. What does Cyborg see in his nightmare? Well, I, you know what? It's it's kind of cool because he sees the... So from my understanding, and again, this is just from my average um, fanboyism of it, is that because Cyborg is created from the mother boxes, there's a connection to him and Darkseid, and he sees what Darkseid does to worlds, and so he sees it happening to this world, which... Um, I think it was in one of the cartoons where he almost, when when Cyborg sees that stuff, it calls out to Darkseid. Like he can, Darkseid can see that through Cyborg or something. Um, again, I I could be off a little bit, but that's kind of what I remember. So when he sees that future, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's a wake up call to him because he still has that humanity in him to. Uh, it, it's not a he's not a robot completely, right? He's not just this drone yeah. that is that is there to mm-hmm. serve dark side or, or the mother boxes or whatever. He can still make choices and has free will. So when, when he sees that he's not called to action that way, he's called to action to stop it. And I, I thought that was really uh, kind of a cool thing to see because what otherwise, what, what really is cyborg's motivation in the theatrical version? Wonder woman trying to convince him to be a hero. And you know, the, I, I guess the, I guess it would be that he knows where the mother box is and he feels he has to protect it. But, but um, you know, this, this one gives him so much more like yeah. there's a depth to having to protect these and do something about them because otherwise not just, you know, the entire world will be destroyed if I don't. And there's so much more gravitas to that than, than before. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a little different than uh Batman's nightmare version because Batman is seeing like a, an individual's point of view, right? It's him fighting off this devastation and trying to save it and feeling helpless. Where Cyborg almost feels like this can be prevented, this can be stopped. Where uh, you know Batman's like, "What? What do I do?" It's almost a panic mode. Like, how do I stop this? What do I? What do I do? You know? Right. Yeah. Well, and yeah, in Cyborg's vision, we see, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Darkseid kills Aquaman. Yeah, the Omega the, Beams. It's so cool. The Beams. Oh. The yeah. Omega Beams, which that was, was awesome. really cool. In the water, it was like, that's cool. Um, and then we see his plans for Superman. You know, we see Superman there holding a skeleton that we yep. assume in the Batcave. is Lois. Yep. At least I feel like that's, yeah, in the Batcave. And then Darkseid, you know, puts his hand on him, which, you know, to me is, here's how Superman's going to turn. I'm going to use the anti-life equation this way, you know, and it just shows. um, And then it also shows uh, Superman holding Batman's cowl like he was in... uh, you know, the last thing that he did in yep. Batman's Nightmare yep. Vision and Batman vs. Superman was he rips off his Yeah, Cyborg and then, sees you know, the destruction of all the kills heroes. Himself. It's really, you know, like, who's going to step up then, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, and it's also like because the mother boxes are like they he says they keep warning against this, you know, waking Superman up. And it it almost raises the question, you know, was it the right thing to raise Superman from the dead? But at the same time, would you have been able to beat Steppenwolf without him? And so it just raises some interesting. Well, here's here's a good question for you guys. I'll pose to you: Could they have stopped Steppenwolf and Darkseid without Superman? What what do you think? I mean, this is just you know impromptu here, but. Like, yeah, so I, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because this wouldn't be the first time Superman's been brainwashed <laughs> or, yeah. you know, it's I mean, there's precedent, I guess, for the Justice League going and, you know, fighting some big bad guy without Superman or fighting some big bad guy with, you know, Superman. And and within, you know, I, I can't think of a, a story where. Superman has been brainwashed or Superman has been mind controlled or whatever, where it's not brought up that there's something inside Superman because he is so good. And because he is Superman, there's something still in there that's trying to fight. Yeah. You know, and they, and they always, you know, they're, it's all about trying to, mm-hmm. you know, to reach that little part within him. That's, that's fighting. Um, and so, you know, I think, <sighs> I, you know, Ed, Ed, Superman is obviously a formidable opponent for the Justice yeah. League. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, having seen, you know, <laughs> different versions of the Justice League fighting Superman, you know, I, I think that I think that they're they're capable. Um, but it's you know, they've they've got their work cut out for them. Well, because sure. if we think about if we think about the movie and, and just yeah. a little bit before you go, Jake, but like so. Flash essentially saves them all, but they didn't know Flash could do what he does. Right. And then, so, so based on their knowledge, they pull yeah. Superman in because they need his godlike strength and help. Yet he was killed by Doomsday. So it's like, and Doomsday's not Darkseid or Steppenwolf. Like he was just this monster, right? And it's like, well, was it the right move? I mean, I'm almost with Alfred here when he's like, you know, if you can't take down the bull, don't don't right, wave the red cape or whatever. And I'm like, maybe if they didn't, like how would, mm-hmm. I mean, they did fight him, they did fight Seven Wolves once and lost, but they didn't have a plan. They didn't work together very well. They just kind of did an individual thing to try and stop him before they came together as a team. So I don't know. I'm I, Anyway, go ahead, Jake. What do you think? Well, yeah, you know, the movie sets it up to show that they couldn't, you know, and that's why Superman comes in, you know, because he's Steppenwolf's about to yep. take out uh, Cyborg. And I and love that. Superman and, I, steps and, I, in. and I'm not um, trying to demean Superman's return because that was yeah. so cool. And I really liked it. But I, I was just thinking about oh, it. Like, yeah. You know what? I wonder if they could have done it without him. And if they didn't do it without him, then maybe you never turn bad and Cyborg's vision yeah. would never come true. And right yeah you know and i it is hard to say because they did lose in the beginning but going to john's point like obviously they do end up defeating superman and Mm -hmm. they have on multiple occasions at least in the comics you know um so i would like to think that yes they could defeat steppenwolf if 
if they didn't have Superman there. I feel like they could have. You know, Wonder Woman yep. doesn't get enough yep. credit, I feel like, for being a god a god yep. killer. You know, that's that's what she really is. So um I think yep. they could have been able to do it, but it <laughs> is a good question. I guess we'll never know. Uh, so then going back to the uh we talked about in the beginning, but the Batman's nightmare vision. Okay. We talked about who's all there. And, um, so this is the future. This is what, uh, I guess Zack Snyder has said that this would have been primarily the second or third justice league movie would have taken place in the nightmare vision. Um, so Josh, I'll have you tell us what are the synopsis? What, what was Justice, or sorry, what was Zack Snyder's vision for the rest of this playing out, going back to Batman versus Superman? Well, so you, and you want to break down like what he said the the trilogy was going to be and what was going to happen? Yeah. So, so what what I've read is yes. that um, yes, and, and correct me if I'm wrong or if I've uh, if I've misread or or got some misinformation, but um, what I understood is that uh, when so what was going to happen is that Bruce Wayne and uh, from what I understand, Bruce Wayne and Lois Lane were going to have some sort of relationship when Superman was, was dead and that there was uh, going to be something between them. And uh, so Superman was, there was already kind of that wedge between him and Lois. And, but he, so when they bring him back, he's, uh, um, he finds out about that and then Lois dies somehow and he blames Batman for that and for that separation between them and that he wasn't there for her because of this wedge that was drawn and uh, put in between them and and so he goes uh, he's converted to the dark side right like he whatever the anti-life equation is turns him uh, to dark side slave and he takes over the world and it is the nightmare vision that uh, Batman saw in uh, Batman vs Superman, and then like the world is devastated, and uh, Batman's just trying to get people together to try and fight this, and and just last ditch effort. He doesn't know what else to do, so he's even working with the Joker and Deathstroke, and like these these people that he's fought before, and that aren't necessarily good guys, but he needs every everyone and anyone he can in order to fight fight this and he knows he's going up against superman and he's like how am i going to beat superman and so he has to figure out this way and he ends up um uh from what from what i understand and the way it was going to happen is that they were going to lose and and uh, but what they've been trying to do is send flashback in time to warn them about superman and what was going to happen and that's the scene that we see when batman wakes up and there's flash there and he's like I'm too early. I'm too early because Flash has not been able to get back to the right point because he's still new to all this time travel stuff. And he's trying to find the right time to get there. And he's like, but you were right about him. You were right about him. She's the key and all this. So it's either if they could save Lois or if they can um, maybe not bring Superman back or something is what they're trying to warn uh, Batman about. Well, um, so they lose. And all the heroes are killed. Darkseid's destroying, Superman's destroying everyone. They're all just, they've taken over the world and Flash does one last attempt. And he goes back 
and he resets the timeline and uh, he gets it to a point where they can actually fight uh, Darkseid. I believe he, he stops Lois from dying, which keeps Superman on the good side. And then they go and fight Darkseid in some huge epic battle that with all the superheroes, with Wonder Woman and Aquaman, because they're not dead, he's able to stop that. And there's just this huge class of heroes, just like what Wonder Woman's vision was in the past. And they and they fight again to to uh, to mm-hmm. save the world. And um, in the process, Batman sacrifices himself to um, to save the world and, and defeat Darkseid. Now, is that what you guys have heard and understood, or am I missing some yeah. parts? And... No, that's uh, that's about right. But how excited that is! How excited would that be to see that movie? That is what I have heard ah, as well. Like. Because they were going to lose. Like, I think the know. second movie It'd was going to be the nightmare, awesome. like the nightmare stuff. We were going to see probably in the first act is where Lois was going to die. And then we're going to see Superman go bad. And then at the end of the movie, everyone's going to lose and everyone's going to die. And, and then that's when Flash goes back and you, you're left on this cliffhanger for a year or two where you're like, oh, no. Oh, God. What's going to happen? They're like, everybody, they lost. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, 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 you know, Marvel Infinity War where yeah. – they they lost and what what now and it, it was just such yeah. a i think it would have been such a cool thing to see and ah, i i want to see it even if we know that this is what's going to happen i want to see it like give it to me like oh, you gave me that taste and now i want it all <laughs> no. like, uh. yeah because it was, yeah, it's such an awesome. Well, it's like nothing idea, we've ever like, seen before, right? Like, I mean, we saw the heroes lose just, in um, in the Marvel yeah. movies, but they didn't all die. Like half the world died, but the main core of the Avengers actually lived. In yeah. this, all of them were going to die, and you had Superman yeah. and Flash left, and Flash goes back in time. Yep. You're like, crap. They the bad guys like literally won here, and holy cow, they turned. The greatest superhero of them all, right? Like, you could argue others are better, but Superman is supposed to be, like, a god, right? And good and, and all this. They turned him against everyone. And, and how do you stop yeah. that? Because how do you stop that? That's scary. That's a scary thing. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that Kryptonite spear back, Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way. <laughs> yeah, I, I want... I mean... You keep hearing the rumors. I don't think there's any truth behind them, though. Uh, but you never know. I mean, we did get this, which is awesome. But, you know, supposedly HBO Max wants to continue with it. Uh, Warner Brothers, on the other hand, does not want to continue with it. Um, I think either way, though, yeah. it is awesome that we were able to get this, to see the vision of what it was supposed to be. And, you know, whether we get it or not, which I, I really hope we do, um, well, I'm just grateful that we well, did. Well, you sit there and think, it was you know, awesome. when and we it were was first well talking, worth the four hours. I, I don't know. When Justice League first came out in 2017, and we're like, you know, and they started talking about release of yeah. Snyder Cut, it was kind of like what we're saying now. Like, I don't know if we'll ever get it, but man, that would be so cool. It was just this, it was this pipe dream. Well, you know what? This is this movie has yeah. been incredibly successful for HBO Max and Warner Brothers. The the fandom, like right now, I'm just I just pulled it up just to see 
what the reviews are and stuff like that. Well, the critics gave it like a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 95% on, from an audience score. It's got a 95% from the audience. Now, the fans Jeez. made the Snyder Cut happen. If they're looking at it and going, the audience loves this. Why not? Like, yeah, you're going to have to invest some money, but you're going to be able to get this money back. You throw these in the theater, like you give them yeah. three three years to make these to make a, mm-hmm. uh, you just film them together, right? Film them both together. Hopefully, you can convince everyone to come back and schedules work out and stuff like that. But the the fans were be not just the fans were behind this, but you had Ben Affleck and and Henry Cavill begging for this as well. So you're thinking about that, like they might come back to actually do that. Oh, how awesome would that be? How awesome would that be? Now I've heard that it conflicts with the current timeline and all this stuff. Well, screw it. Do a freaking separate timeline. You know what? The, I don't. I don't care if I. Yeah, see, no kidding. I don't care if I see Aquaman <laughs> in Zack Snyder's universe versus Aquaman and Warner Brothers' other timeline. That's fine with me. I don't care. Just give it to me. Give Give me everything. I'm. I'm yeah, selfish. Just, I just all you have to. You just yeah. have to. You just have to roll text at the beginning of the screen at the get, beginning of the movie that says Earth One or something. Yeah. Or yeah. And then play the movie. Yeah. Like it's uh, like I feel like yes. I feel like people aren't <clears throat> exactly. Stupid. They're gonna you know like if you just if you just say like. This group of this, these movies, yes. you know, are in a different universe. These movies are in a different universe. People go, okay, and they watch the movie. Yes. And it, I mean, even the average filmgoer is just going to be like, well, cool, yeah, man. I got to exactly. see Aquaman in two movies right. this year. How sweet is that? Or, you know, you're like, you're like, oh, I get to see Ben Affleck's Batman. I get to see yeah. uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. And I get to see another version of a Batman again in like The Flash or something. Like, how cool is that? I got to see three Batmans in a year, you know, or two years. That's awesome. Like, I, I don't care if the stories don't intertwine. Yeah. Like, I can follow Zack Snyder's universe or his trilogy. That'd be sweet. I can follow these guys' you know, Aquaman's trilogy is cool too. Whatever. Like, give me that. But then you think about the possibilities if they do this, right? They open up yeah. this window. They create the Snyderverse. They do that. Awesome. Now you can do all these other cool things with even maybe the same actors, and do like pull in whole different directors that you would never pull in to do a trilogy to just kind of experiment and do something cool. Like I found this DC universe figure of, of a, it's like a, a Batman earth 11, but it's a girl and she's Aquaman kind of thing. And I don't know anything about that, but I bought the figure because that is yeah. a freaking cool looking figure. And I'm like, I don't know anything <laughs> about it, but you throw that in a movie. Whoa. Yeah. Batman's an aqua woman. What the heck? Give me that, man. Give me that movie. Where's this? You can just <laughs> you can just throw these little movies out left and right. And you know what? You don't have to follow Marvel's whole like universe timeline where everything ties into everything from the beginning to the end. You can just throw out DC movies left and right and just yeah. eat it up. And people will just be like, this is cool. It's not a timeline thing I have to follow. I don't I yeah. can watch this movie one off. I'm gonna go see that movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, studios, I feel like, really treat us like we're idiots. Like, I don't care if you use the same. Well, the actor exact, for the two exact reason universes. that we had this really not a big deal. The studio the, thought we were idiots. Zack Snyder had to drop out. So, who do they bring in? The guy that did right. Avengers, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, he was successful. This is the guy we have to have. He's, yeah. He, if you watch his movies, they are nothing like Zack Snyder's movies. How is that even going to relate? Now, there's a lot of hate for Joss Whedon right now no. because of all this. And there's some things coming out about him that might not be true, might be true, whatever. I still like Joss Whedon's movies and his things are cool, but they're his, right? 
he tried to go in yeah. and take Zack Snyder's tone. It's just a different and tone. Put his yeah. own spin on it. Of course, there's going to be conflict. It's not the same. They're completely different ends of the spectrum. Like, you're not going to get the same same result and yeah. from the same starting point. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, yeah. imagine what you could do. Let's take let's do a Joss Whedon trilogy about you know someone else like martian manhunter or something that could be kind of cool but not in the same universe it might be kind of neat to see yeah. what he does with that but you know I, I right i think it opens a world of possibilities yeah and that's that's the thing that bothers me like it they're always trying to play catch up with marvel and i'm like yep. instead of playing catch up just do something different like by expanding the universes, um, like doing what you said, you're already doing something different, which is going to make people interested, which is yep, going to, yep. in turn, give you the money that you were looking for. Like, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. And I've said it a thousand times. I freaking love the Marvel movies, man. Like, I watched Endgame yesterday, and it was fantastic. Like, but that doesn't mean that I can't love DC and be excited about yes, it being that's... different and having a different tone. Like, yes, they can both I want to go inside and multiple and be things awesome. and be able like, to, to see all these cool things. Like I, you know, I want to see this stuff. I want, I want to enjoy and, 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 you know, have the visual spectacle and, you know, I want it. I want different things. Right. I don't want to. I don't want DC to have to be exactly like Marvel yeah. because I've already seen Marvel do it. I don't want to have to see Batman right. be be Iron Man, right? I don't want. There doesn't need to be that comparison because they're different. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give the audiences something different, a taste of something different. Sometimes I want chocolate. Sometimes I want potato chips. You know, give me. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me chocolate favorite. Sometimes I want some potato chips flavored into potato the chips. Unless bowl I'm of ice cream flavored potato <laughs> chips. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's spot on. <laughs> well, and uh, you know, it is interesting that we bring this up. Be- you know, different universes and stuff because they have talked about. So supposedly, they have officially yep. come out and said Robert Pattinson. Pattinson's Batman yep. is Earth 2. Yep. So I think that is official. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, that movie looks awesome. I'm really excited. Um, and then the Flash's movie is going to have Michael Keaton's Batman, like what the crap, and Ben Affleck's Batman. And so it's like, are they... Are they already thinking about this stuff and they don't want to tell awesome us that, that they're doing be? it? How awesome would that be? Hype up they're like, more for it? we got him with the Snyder or, Cut. Wait till know, they right? see what we're going to do now. And you're like, I mean, I could just, how awesome would that be to be? be oh, that would right. be so cool. I would be like, okay, DC, you got me, Warner Brothers. What you got now? But, yeah, just the headline of Snyderverse Restore. <laughs> you know, that would be like, oh, Snyderverse. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we do get to see the future here, but um, either way, I thought it was fantastic. So, uh, John, uh, do you have any just, final thoughts I mean, before we sign off here? I don't know how many of these we're going to see where fans kind of push the push the envelope and, and force, you know, whether it be Warner Brothers or Disney or 
HBO or whoever to kind of give them what they want. But I think it's a really cool thing that the fans got behind Zack Snyder. And, you know, if you, if you listen to any of Zack Snyder's interviews, like he, he seems like a very creative guy who takes his creative process very seriously um, and tries to have fun with it. Yeah. He's, he's really genuine mm-hmm. and, yeah, he's, he's very, very genuine. genuine, and so like you know, I, I think the, the the final thought that I'll uh, leave with is that I just think it's really cool that he got to fulfill his vision, you know, for this massive, massive project. And it's just it's a really cool, unprecedented thing that that we all were able to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, how Josh? How about you? I, Final I thoughts. Again, but how awesome is it that we are able to get this? I mean, I'm just echoing John's thoughts here, but that is probably the coolest thing that has happened, movie wise, as far as I can remember. I mean, having having a a single universe with like 30 different movies, what Marvel has done is really cool and epic in and of itself. But to be able to hear the fans and be like, you know what, we have this. Let's throw some money at it. And just see if it sticks, right? And then the response to be so awesome. Like, yeah, the critics were kind of like, yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's not bad. You know, it is four hours, whatever. But then to hear the fans and the audience, like even people that aren't fans, to just hear them and go, yeah, I sat down and watched it. And it was pretty cool. And it was so much better than the other one. And you're like, yeah. And then, I mean, yeah. I, had, I had a friend text me and said, how come we didn't get this to begin with? Because they didn't know any of the story. They're just like, whatever this is, well, well I'm going to watch it, thinking it was just some <laughs> director's cut or something. But it was a whole different movie. And it was... Right. I just... I'm just so excited that we live in a time where our voices could be heard like this and that people, for the first time that I can remember, have actually sat back and listened I mean, there was talk at the beginning where they're like, no, we're not going to do this. No, we're not going to do this. No, And they, came, they would come out in public statements and say, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to do the assembly cut of Zack Snyder's Justice yeah. League. We, it would disrespect everything that we're doing so far. And then they're like, all right, fine, we'll do it. And maybe it's just because we're in a pandemic time and like, you know, everybody's here. And it was just kind of the right platform at the right time. Everything just seemed to fall together to, that they could do it and take a chance on it. But I think that this is a stepping stone of something greater that I, I think can uh, go both ways. It can really backfire and it can also be really, really great. And it's cool that it started off on such a good note and to be so awesome and epic as it was that hopefully we get to see more of this epicness later. I mean, just everything was better about this movie than the other one and just built, built on all the good stuff that already existed in that one to yeah, to be able to see this vision come to life, and uh, what an awesome time! Yeah, yeah, I um, it, it is just, I mean, echoing really what y'all said. It is so cool that this was done, and that the fans were listened to. And my thought process yes. is, yes, isn't that why you make movies? Is for fans, yeah. like shouldn't you listen to what the fans want? So Mm -hmm. if this is what the fans want, like, let's make it happen. Um, You know, if the actors don't come back and stuff like that, that's a different story, but they all seem pretty willing to do it. And something else I just wanted to mention at the end here was one of the reasons Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder had to step away was for his daughter who committed suicide 
and at the supposedly I don't know if this is true or not, but he when they told him that he was restored that they were gonna let him finish his movie. Yeah, um, he didn't. He didn't take any pay. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay, yeah. So he didn't take any pay. And then, like, and just at the end of the movie, like, it's already been pretty epic and awesome. But when the, right yeah. before the credits roll, it says, for Autumn, who is his daughter. And so that was just a really cool, touching moment. Like, obviously, it's for us fans, but also, like, I got to finish this movie. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of a love letter to his daughter. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. Really cool that he was able to do that. Yep. So, well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. I always appreciate uh, the thoughts that y'all have to share on the movies. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is a lot of fun to talk about. So um, for listeners out there, you know, if you if you like this, share it, um, like it, all the good stuff. And uh, hopefully the hiatus between the next podcast that I do will be short-lived. Until then, have a good one.